Hey, this is Brian Gilmore, and we are here at Wizard World 2007 LA. And uh, we've already seen a few geeks, we've already seen a few costumes, and uh, why don't we go inside? Hey, what's up, guys? We're here with Lou Ferrigno, the one and only Incredible Hulk. How are you? Good to see you. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What do you plug in here, sir? Whoa. It's a lot different of an interview when you stand up. It's gets pretty down intimidating. Because I make you look down on me, right? And I look uh, up to you. Not necessarily. That's not the, the dynamic we have here. But everybody who watches this respects you from your work in the, the 1970s uh, Incredible Hulk. You are the best Hulk. Bar none. CGI cannot replace the work that you did. I agree with you on that. 100%. What are you working on now? Uh, we just finished another episode of King of Queens the other night. And I'm very active in the website because I have an equipment business coming out. Home gym units and everything. And also I'm involved probably with the new Hulk movie uh, next June. They're doing a new Hulk movie and um, being done by Marvel. And now with that, I have a personal training business. I'm doing the show if I said, you know, meeting my fans. And what's the next chance people are going to get to check you out? Are you going to be on the convention circuit this, this year? In Los Angeles, it'll be Comic-Con. That's a great show, and um, and then also I do a lot of motivational speaking, corporate speaking. Also, I work with the with the sheriff's department for LA. Wow, uh, are you an actual police officer? Or? Yeah, I'm a deputy sheriff, and um, I give my free time. I do a lot of corporate speaking for the sheriff's youth foundation and homeland security. So I do that part time. Have you ever busted anybody? And how freaked out do they get when they see Lou Ferrigno about? Maybe in the future, but right now I'm more concerned about you know, promoting the department, but I went through the training the academy to be a certified police officer. So in, in the future, you would be able to, to bust people? Yeah, when I'm on the move, though, that's why you have to behave yourself. I've been very careful about this. Your, your training equipment that you're setting up, uh, it's going to be sold through the website? It called, uh, coming out two, three weeks, and it's going to be a home gym unit for everyone, for the consumer market, the power station, and you can work out, you can get the best workout for yourself. I'm a little softer on the middle. How do you eat? How do you work out? The best thing you can probably do is you have to do overall training and physical training, you know, watch when you eat and train, and then eventually the body shapes itself. There's no such thing as probably do it. You have to invest time in the gym and working out. And uh, what was your greatest experience filming the Hulk television show? One day, a surprise visit from Cary Grant, the famous movie star. Did he give any advice to you? No, he wanted my autograph, and I couldn't speak because I was speechless. That last bit of music at the end of every episode is it, that pretty much epitomizes every emotional moment i've ever had in my life it's yeah, such a great duffel bag and you kind of feel sorry for him because you know you, what you're going to take him in your house and uh, care for him right you haunted him you were the monster that came out of him i was his alter ego well uh the, you're not anybody else's alter ego anymore there's only one of you you're the yeah, man passed away bill passed away and uh, i'm the only one left hey, with all respect to them you are irreplaceable Right, I'm here for another 30, 40 years, hopefully. Well, you're staying healthy with your equipment and everything? Exactly. So we'll see you at San Diego. You got it. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. You guys come out to San Diego. Get yourselves an autograph with Lou. Check out louferigno.com. Get yourself some workout equipment. If you're anything like me, you need it. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they got your good side. Yeah, I don't know why it looks so good on me. You know... <laughs> okay. Hey, we're here with David Faustino from Married with Children and plenty of other projects. Tell us about what you're working on now, Dave. Right now, well, <clears throat> I just I, I just launched my uh, production company, my entertainment production company called FNB, which is Faustino, Nemec, Bringawat, the three partners, and we just produced our first film uh, called Robodoc. It's going to be distributed by National Lampoon, and then um, 
we also are just, you know, now we're just on the, on the move, securing as many th- deals as we possibly can. You're not just going on, but nothing going on. You're not just beyond. You're not just behind the scenes, though, right? Are, are you in the the films as well? Because plenty of people would want to see you, right? Yeah, I am. I mean, obviously, there's some projects that I'm not right for. Damn it! But most of it all. I mean, some of it I'll be in. A lot of it I'll be in. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. They're they're you know a lot of comedy stuff, and then we have some reality shows that we're also producing. Uh, it's a hip hop one around hip hop, and it's some some cool stuff. Are you a rapper yourself? Do you do any freestyle hip hop battles? I could see you doing that. I freestyle, yeah, but I just started doing it again. I, st- I was I did it when I was young, and then I stopped doing it because I just decided that I was too white or whatever. And then I just got into it again like a, a year ago, and-, and really just started playing around with it. And it's fun. I-, I enjoy you know hanging out. I don't battle people yet because I don't know I don't have the confidence to do that yet. I just like to play around with it, and I just love hip hop. Can you freestyle? Right this moment? No, I don't have a beat, man. I you know do you are you. Hey, can you guys give me a, a Oh, no, 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 I, I got to rap in front of the whole crowd. Can you guys do like a, like start one up? <laughs> no one, on. no one's got any beats. Come back later with do a beatbox, it, with a beatbox give artist. Give beatbox beats. I'm pointing at you. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> 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 give me a beatbox beat. See yes, that. Get over here, get over here. Just give me a. I can't beatbox. What's your name? What's, hey, Justin, come here. Justin, come here. If the guy can't beatbox. No, we, we're, what we're trying to find out is if you can freestyle. I know, I know but you got to give me a beat, though. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Hey, bang on up, the table. <laughs> come back with some, uh, come back with some beats. All right, no, no, we, 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 there's no question that, that you could own all of us. Right. I can own all of you as far as what uh, uh, rapping? So, yeah. No, I don't know. We'd have to see. We'd have to see. You know, we'd have to sit in a circle and get busy. I don't know. Are you are you an MC also? Absolutely not. <laughs> I will tell you right now. Absolutely not. I do not do any of that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. So where where? So when are these films going to start coming out? Uh well, that's the question. You know, the million dollar question. I don't know. We'll see. We, you know, uh, the the one that we we just shot at the end of last year should be out hopefully the end of this year. Oh seven called RoboDoc again. So Are making you uh, uncomfortable this close? Uh, no, not yet. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable <laughs> with my sexuality. So uh, yeah. <laughs> the question is, are you comfortable with mine? Uh, you know, so far so good. But the more you shove that microphone in my face, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> um, when your movies do do get released, is there a website or something that people can find out that you post news to? Uh, well, we uh, FNB yes, the uh, FNBEntertainment.com. It's not launched yet, but you'll see it's 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 just being set up now. But it's www.fnbentertainment.com. Yeah. So you're doing the producer hat and the acting hat. When are you going to do some directing? Um, I would love to someday if it's the right project, something cool that that, that, that I f- f- thought was right, you know. But it's a lot of your time and energy that goes to that, so it have to be the right thing. Uh, of course. How many questions do you get asked about Christina Applegate? Um, mostly about her. How dare they? It, it's always where, you know, they always want to know is she really that dumb? Or if I've slept with her. And the answer to them is both no comment. Thank you very much, kind sir. We'll check out your films. Good luck with everything. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, um, we've been interviewing plenty of people here at Wizard World, but the one I'm really excited about is the Beastmaster himself, Mark Singer. I'm on my way to interview him. Hopefully he'll grant us an exclusive interview. We can find out what he's up to right now. Stick with me. I'm really excited. There he is. There he is. So we got the big goose egg on Mark Singer. He's not allowed to do interviews uh, on video here at Wizard World, but he did tell us that there is a new V project coming out next year. 
and uh, the script is written. Hopefully we'll all see it. I'm very excited about it. And he has his own uh, script that he has been working on and hopefully will produce soon. But I'm a little upset. I wanted to find out about the Beastmaster. That's what I grew up with. And uh, I didn't see any ferrets or wild animals, but I'm sure he still has those powers of animal uh, magnetism. So maybe maybe at San Diego we can crack that that nut and get ourselves a uh, Mark Singer interview. Sorry about that, guys. I let you, all the geekscapists down. Hey, what's up? Now, uh, Lou, you got to tell us about the shooting Enemy Mine, which is my favorite movie of yours. Well, with Enemy Dennis Mine. Quaid. Yeah. Well, it was a great experience. It was a painful experience. It was a six-month uh, experience in Munich, Germany. Wow. Uh, but uh, you know, my eyes swelled up because of the three, uh, two sets of contact lenses on a daily basis, and uh, whatever oh. they tried to use for the blizzards and the storms were not very good for these eyes. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, they had to take them out every 20 minutes, and they never told me, so they would pull them out by suction cups. So my eyes were really. But you know, I'd do it again. Right. Now I have the information. But it, what forced me to do is to key into a character of a character that normally would not close his eyes in the first place. Right. So I did the picture thing, you know, that way. And then the, the serpent's eye was not connected, so every now and then we'd do these big physical masters, and serpent's eye would be over there, so we'd have to do it again, you know. And, but over a six-month period, we finally got what we wanted. Six months? And now, six how months. long did it take to put on the drag makeup? The first time, it took seven hours. Wow. And it got the, down to four and a half. And it took another two and a half to take it off in the evening. A lot of books on tape? Or what, what was mm -hmm. your secret for doing for going through those processes? Did you listen to books, listen to music? I went to sleep. <laughs> I went to sleep. But funny thing is, you used to get up and say, I have to go to the bathroom. And they got outraged. <laughs> the um, One of the best scenes is when you say, fuck your Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh, can you speak some drac for us? <laughs> Mickey Mouse is one big dope. <laughs> and uh, do you stay, you worked again in The Punisher. Yeah, I did The Punisher. Movie. Yeah, and that's a great one in Australia. I just want to say that I think your Punisher is superior to the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, no knock against anybody yeah, there, but, but I, I like that Punisher. I like Dolph too better. I think Dolph is Dolph a Punisher. Is, he's an incredible they, actor. If I they love make him. another He-Man. He yeah. still got my vote. Oh, he's the he's the he's the man. T can you tell us any Dolph stories? Well, Dolph. Well, they they hired me because they, they saw Officer and Gentleman and figured I could beat up big guys. Because mm -hmm. he was he's he he'll try and intimidate you before you get on the set. And um, so I I just finally said to him, you know, you've got a pretty good reputation. You sent some people to the hospital. Well, I don't think see why we should have any kind of conflict, but if we do, we're both going to the hospital. So maybe it'd be better if we would become friends now. And he bought it. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he's a friend now. Is he? Um, well, what other stuff are you, are you ta working on most recently? I have a movie out now called uh, Daddy's Little Girls, mm -hmm. Tyler Perry. And a DVD, directed DVD thing with uh, Michael Madsen and myself called uh, All In. Is that an action movie too? That's a little bit, but it's it's more like a sting, all in poker, and right. uh, with a subplot. Uh, and uh, we'll see. I have my foundation. It's called E Racism, which you'll find out through the website with my name on it. What's the URL? Is it eracism.com or what kind of stuff do you guys do? Eracism.com. Uh, so it's a foundation. It's it's just dealing with children, um, whatever problems we have in the world, we pass on our good and the bad to our children. Sometimes only the bad or nothing. Right. They take medicine to their own hands, and our society is getting to a warlike mentality uh, without the, an inside soul, which is a continuation of good people. So we have to put back in place when we talk to our children, give them only our good, take our bad, and get it, get it out of the way. 
and things get better with each generation. That's generally what it's about. Do you threaten some of the people who may be negative influences on the youth in a way that you did Dolph Lundgren? Well, like me and Dolph Lundgren, we threaten them together, you see. Right. And you, you do know. not want <laughs> Lou and Dolph showing up at your house. Yeah, you got to behave yourself, fellas. Because you still have it. You could easily just hop into an action movie tomorrow. I hope so. From your mouth to God's ears, man. All right. I we would love to see you in another action movie. I'd love that, Iron too. Iron Eagle, that's yeah. a staple yeah. of 80s action. Yeah. yeah. I had a good time doing those. You know, <laughs> We did those in Israel, mostly. And Israel is the only country where they have a MiG, um, a Mirage, and an F-16. Wow. What a great, great experience. It's one of the best uh, theme songs I think I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Song yeah. As well. That awesome. between that and up there where you belong. Right. Those two. Right. Really nice songs. I appreciate it. Thank no, you. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks Thank for telling you. us about the foundation of your films. Thank you. Cool. It's a pleasure. Don't don't have Lou and Dolph show up at your house. Yeah. Check it out. E-Race Behave yourself, fellas. <laughs> say something. <laughs> say goodbye in drag. It's R2-D2, everybody. Look. We actually see one in public. Now, this is government property, so we can't deface it or reach in there and grab out any packages, but... We finally saw one. You guys have been talking about it on the site for a couple weeks. An R2-D2 mailbox from the U.S. Postal Office. Let's see if there's a secret message from Princess Leia in here. You're my only hope. Yeah. If, uh, if I was actually caught doing that by a police officer, I'd be arrested. Um, how you doing, R2? Bye, R2. I miss you. I gave him a kiss. Hey, this is Brian Gilmore, and I'm here with my buddy Craig, and he's playing Heroclix. And uh, it's getting pretty hot and heated right here. Uh, what are your teams, Craig? Well, I'm teamed up with uh, Ben the Insano over here. Uh, I've got Robot Man, and did you roll for a shape change with that? So uh, they just hit my Animal Man, which is unfortunate. And, uh, Robot Man and Animal Man were trying to attack attack uh, cyborg superman and supergirl they're obviously cheating with uh, with loaded dice they haven't they haven't rolled below a 10 this entire game now who do you think would win in an actual battle between these actual heroes the, the actual heroes now if they were real i would have to go with their team because our team actually kind of stinks pretty bad who do you think would win in a fight uh, between the people at this table well Dave over there is a pretty big guy, and I know he carries a knife in his back pocket. So right away I'm worried about that because I've never been in an actual fight. And Ben is carrying a little bit too much weight to actually be effective in athletic skill. So uh, I'm thinking Ben gets shivved pretty quick, and then I run away and try to get Stone Cold Steve Austin down the hall to help us. And while Stone Cold's being, being killed... Um, I think. You, by the way, I think you guys could kill them. You think so? Yeah, how much money for you guys to throw down right now? Would you pay us to, for us to throw down? Yeah, d definitely. Whatever it takes. Oh. Twinkies, 30, Thirty-five bucks and some beer. I think and we would. Whoever, whoever's still standing gets fifty cents. Who's up? Who's for it? Hey, I found an old buddy of mine. Mark Sable, who is the writer of Grounded, which all of you should own in trade paperback form. Just came out. Yes, it did, and uh, you should definitely own it in trade. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, the story is, it's about a kid who gets sent to a high school for superheroes where everybody has powers except him. Um, and if the story sounds a little bit familiar, the execution is very, is very much, it's sort of an indie execution for a superhero book. It's, uh, I like to sort of, it's kind of an irreverent take. I like to kind of compare it to Rushmore a little bit. 
and the art, which if I can if I can hold yeah. it up, I think is really probably what and distinguishes I'll, I'll it. Some on the screen. Um, it's uh, the artist is um, is uh, Paul Azaceta, who does uh, talent now for Boom Studios, and um, also uh, he's doing a BPRD series uh, coming up, and uh, he's just got. I mean, he's just phenomenal, and like a lot of people com compare him to Mike to Mike Mignola, so it has a very distinct taste, uh, di you know, distinct voice. I think because of because of both of that. Enough about him. What are you working on, Mark? What am I working on? Okay, I've got um, two books coming out from Image and a bunch of stuff from DC. Um, hopefully, you can hear me over the din. But it's uh, from Image. I have a superhero book called uh, Fearless coming out about. Uh, hero who's kind of a Batman slash Iron Man, a little dark, but wears an armor, but he's addicted to an anti-fear drug. And when he gets the drug taken away, he's just completely phobic of everything. And uh, then for also from Image, I have a book, and that's the artist is PJ Holden, who does 2080 on that. Um, also from Image, I have a book, a humor book coming out called uh, Hazed, um, and it's about sororities and eating disorders. Um, it's, you know, no-brainer, obviously, like, you know, all sorority girls read comics, so clearly, you know, built an audience right there. But um, uh, the art's done by uh, Robbie Rodriguez, who does uh, talent. Uh, I'm sorry, Robbie Rodriguez, who does Hero Camp, and uh, he's got does, a... Your boy does talent. And my boy does talent. But uh, Robbie Rodriguez is Hero Camp, Maintenance from Oni, and uh, upcoming uh, Stephen Colbert book. So uh, that's, my, that's what I got coming out from Image. Uh, from DC, I have uh, Supergirl 16. I'm uh, co-writing that. Uh, it's coming out in April. I have. Uh, did a you give her an eating disorder? And then I, I give her an eating an eating disorder. And uh, I have did two issues of Teen Titans with uh, with Sean Murphy, uh, who's sitting behind the camera a uh, couple rows over. But um, he's. Uh, uh, and we're not sure exactly when and how th those are going to come out, but they came out really great. And then I have a top secret project uh, coming out from DC. Um, it's a mini six issue. I can say it's a six issue mini series. One of the Teen Titans, and I think that's probably all I'm allowed to say, and probably too much more. But uh, I can't. I can't say which one yet. It hasn't been officially announced. But it will. Uh, it will really kick ass. And the artist is uh, is Ken Lashley. Um, who did the Flash, uh, the, the recent Flash, but his work on this, like, I've seen the pencils, like, the tightest pencils I think I've ever seen, so. Any uh, chance of you doing some work for the bullpen over at Marvel? Uh, I would love that. I, uh, I just, you know, got to meet a couple editors, uh, you know, in the past couple of days. I met uh, Andy Schmidt, and uh, C.B. Sabolsky is a friend, so he's been introducing me, so hopefully if Marvel people are watching, I, I, I grew up a, a Marvel kid, so... Uh, I'm hoping to do that stuff. So, uh, two more things. When does this book? Uh, when do these books start appearing so we can pick them up? Okay. Um, the uh, Supergirl 16 is in the beginning of April. I believe it's the first or second week. Um, Fearless, uh, the uh, superhero comic from Image, is uh, going to be third quarter of 2007. So hopefully by San Diego, uh, may maybe a little bit later than that. Uh, ha um, hazed. I'm not. We're not sure of right now, but but second half of 2007, um, and then finally uh, the un, untitled Teen Titans DC miniseries uh, is a November uh, November date. So um, definitely be on the lookout for that. 
And how did you get into writing comics? I, you know, I kind of fell into it. Uh, uh, you know, and I hate to say this because I was, you know, I hate that there's, I guess there's all these people who write screenplays and then they don't get made and they say, oh, I'll just do a comic. But it is sort of a little bit what happened. happened and it, it was a superhero screenplay, so it, it made some sense. And actually worked out much better as a comic than I think it would have as a, as a film. And uh, I got lucky in that I had the screenplay and I, um, I went to a former Marvel editor and asked him, do you know any up-and-coming artists? And he introduced me to, to Paul Azaceta and, you know, we just, they just, Image just sort of took one look at his art and literally were like, okay, we'll publish this. Uh, and, you know, that it just sort of took off from there and, you know, it's grounded, it's done very well and sold out and gotten, you know, gotten DC's attention and, and you know, to a certain extent Hollywood's attention. So it's, it's, it's been it's been great and and comics has just been like you know I came from sort of a screenwriting background but comics has just been incredibly rewarding in terms of like the ability to get what you want on a on, you know in print like really quickly or without relatively quickly without budget constraints and also just like the interaction with with the fans is is such a like it still hasn't worn off it's probably two years now and just still hasn't worn off I mean people coming up and I still think it's strange that they asked for my signature because I feel like I'm just going to lower the value of their book. But you know, but it's uh, but it's just a lot of fun. It's it's been great. Well, the trade paperback is called Grounded. Pick it up. It's out there. Uh, Mark, I can tell you right now, we've known each other two years, and uh, he still talks to us. So even with all the success, it's not going to his head. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you very much. We will see you in San Diego. Definitely. Cool. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here with Maurice Smith. He's a coach. Talk talk to us about uh, the promotion that you're running over here. Well, right now, as you can see, we're running the kids, as you can see. But within the IFL, which is, stands for International Fight League, which is basically a team-based uh, MMA fighting style. So basically, you have one, you have all the coaches, myself, and a couple other coaches having teams, and then we have five athletes in each team. And so, how this relates to to the Wizard Convention, our boss, Garib Sheamus, is puts us together like this. So. Basically, what you have is you have a, a, team of, a team of fighters or athletes that compete for the, for the world championship at the end of the year. Do you think he started this uh, whole league because he was beat up by a bunch of dudes <laughs> in high school, and now he became the, the head geek, and now he's like, damn you. You know, maybe one day in the, in the cafeteria he got his ass beat, and one day he's like, I will, I'll own you one day. And this is his way of owning like the Bill tough Gates, dudes. Huh? Kind of like Bill Gates, yeah? So yeah. What, what better revenge is that? Uh, so, so basically he started this whole league to control the people who one day made his life well, One day made his life hell. Say more like he has the bodyguards to beat the other guys up now. So in a way, control us, but to control the, without getting hurt. It's a good businessman. And talk to me about a little bit about your season and how we're going to be able to see you guys on television. Okay, our season started January 19th in uh, Oakland, California, and then it will end, I believe, in September. Um, we're going to be we're on Q, my QTV uh, Mondays from eight to ten. And then we're on uh, Fox Sport Net Fridays. I don't know the time. Each time is different by each area. So we're on TV about 44 times in four months. How physical do the guys get in the match? Is it, is it all the way? It's a fight. It's a fight minus elbows so the guys don't get cut so that they can compete in the next event. But it's a real fight, and it's very physical, as you can tell, in a fight. And we are, me, even the coaches fight. Yes. What? I'll be fighting May 19th. For real? May 19th, you're going to be fighting. Chicago, yes. And uh, 
Wow. You're, you're, I, I actually thought about that. And that was on one of these things where, like, in the NBA, a coach gets a tech or anything. You can actually get on the court now and finish it. I can go in and fight the coaches. I sell based on our weight class, of course, not just any coach. So if he's a heavyweight, which I am, then we fight the heavyweight coaches. I don't fight every coach. I fight just the coaches that are my weight class. But, yes, we can fight. So I'll be fighting the Condors coach uh, again May 19. Are you afraid of anybody in the league? Me. Only afraid of me. Who's the best team? Right now, the record is, uh, well, the best team last year were the Silverbacks. Uh, this year, right now, going on the record, it is, uh, by the best score, it's the Pitbulls, New York. Score, whatever. I mean, let's talk about it. The Mavs gave up the finals last summer, and they had the best record. Right. Who is the best team? Well, I have to say my team, but unfortunately, it depends upon, again, I had my, my star fighter was injured the last show, so he didn't get to fight. And my other fighter didn't show up because his fighter didn't show up, so he didn't get the fight. So we lost that fight. We lost that match. So we got we got to redeem ourselves May, April 7th. In- now you have to fight. It's almost like an action I, movie. I got to fight the guy, exactly. I got to do the job. How many of these fighters just watched way too much Bloodsport? <laughs> I believe one of my guys watched Bloodsport out of my team. I can't speak for the other, other guys. It's, but like I said, it's a cool thing because, again, it, this, this company allows – for these athletes to have a, uh, a contract for a salary, a better word, salary. And they have uh, fighter insurance, injury insurance. So it's really cool for the athletes. And uh, what is your personal favorite fight movie? <laughs> Into the Dragon, by far. Into the Dragon. Bullshit, Mr. Handman. You come right out of a comic book. That's, That's right. One. Jim Kelly, he is the best. Jim Kelly is the best. He was, no, no, no. You think Bruce Lee's the best? Bruce Me, the best. I love watching Black Samurai. I love watching all those Jim Kelly movies. Oh, good? it's out on DVD. It is incredible. It is incredible. There's this one part where he has a jetpack on, and they do an over-the-shoulder shot, and the dude's hands are white. <laughs> and Black Samurai. That just got released on Spike, wasn't it? You gotta watch it, man. There is some midget fighting in that movie. That's right. I'm gonna check it out. Is it really good? Yeah. No, it's an absolute joke, but you're going to love it for that reason. Okay. Uh, is there a chance of having any midgets fighting in the league? No, I don't think so. It's not discriminatory. It's just different weight class, though. Think about it. But it's also a height difference. As a coach, you can pick one up and throw it on the they're face of a competitor. People. They're very heavy guys. You can't just pick them up. They're heavy. Have you picked one up before? No, I was not in a fraternity. Well, neither have I, but I know they're very dense and heavy people, so you can just like, pick them up. If, if, if I have a lot of money and I start at like a midget tossing league, can, is there any way I can maybe buy you out of your contract? If you had one? Well, if you had one, you, I don't have any midgets, though. Excuse me. That's my job. challenge people. I don't have any of those. Maybe we'll make them. You just pump up on the head. No. Dude. No. <laughs> no. I don't think I'm going to be fighting any vertically challenged people or small people or whatever the correct phrase is. I tried. I tried. I tried for all you listeners. I tried. Um, all right. Well, thanks a lot, man. Good luck. Good luck, May nineteenth, man. All right. Thank you very much. Just watch some Enter the Dragon. Get yourself pumped. Oh, I will. Enter the Dragon is a bomb. It's the bomb. Geekscape loves you, man. Geekscape loves me. I love you now because now you know me, and I know I'm gonna know you. And he's gonna find you. I will. See, see my geek toy. What's that? See my little my 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 phone PDA geek, huh? How cool is that? I give it 10 more days before it's broken. Dude, I've had it for almost a year now. Woo! You don't get mad too easily. Nah, I'm good. Good for me.
Hey, Geekscapists, I'm here with Kristen Bell from Veronica Mars and much, much more. We actually met years ago when you were filming Gracie's Choice for Lifetime. We did, forever ago, it feels like. Huge Red Wings fan. And uh, <laughs> how is the 8 Mile? The 8 Mile, I think, is pretty good. I'm much more familiar with the 10 Mile, but I went back this weekend, and everything seems to be in order, just as I left it. That's her street. So, Eminem, if you cross a certain... Uh, if you cross a certain street, you're in Kristen's hood now, right. and you're gonna have to you're, you're gonna have to battle her. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Veronica Mars. Uh, what can fans expect from the future of the series? Uh, we have five more episodes, which are the standalone episodes that everyone's heard so much about. And I would urge people not to be nervous. People seem to want uh, an overall arc, and I think that the five episodes allow for a lot of character development and a lot of good stuff is happening. So I hope people like them. So once Veronica leaves high school. Is she going into the FBI recruitment? What What is the next step for her? College? What do you think? She started college this year, so we've been doing some scenes at college, and then hopefully and she gets an FBI internship, uh, so hopefully she will uh, move on to the FBI. So, guys, you got me to watch Battlestar Galactica. I got so much heat from people being like, you've got to watch Battlestar Galactica. Now I'm getting the heat that you got to watch Veronica Mars, as evidenced by the fact that I thought you were still in high school. But you're in college now. So guys, I promise you, I just I just I just I just lost so many geek points in front of Veronica Mars talking about Veronica Mars. I'm sorry about that guys. For you. I'm so embarrassed. I shouldn't be doing this website or this show, but I I promise you after this I promise you I'm gonna start watching uh, Veronica Mars. Good. Good to know. You guys are on the CW? Yeah. You know, you share the CW with my younger brother Paul who's a wrestler on SmackDown. Really? He is the tag champ. I know you may have other things to do with your Friday nights, but if you ever watch SmackDown, he is the current tag champ. I'm going to TiVo it. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Maybe a little crossover. You can come to the ringside and hit an opponent with a chair or something. Absolutely. A little cross-promotion. Right. <laughs> um, besides uh, Veronica Mars, which keeps you really busy, what are some of the other things you do? Do you get a lot of chances to do more films or, or other work? Um, starting to right now. Uh, about to start shooting a, a, a movie in Hawaii, a comedy, which I'm very excited about, called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be back in the fall shooting Veronica Mars again. That would be awesome. Uh, we, have, we have talked about possibly going down and doing an episode in San Diego with Veronica Mars. Uh, our, our buddies at Divix, our buddies with you guys, and uh, they've talked about going down to San Diego and having us on the set to do it. Uh, I might get flashbacks college flashbacks now so uh i don't know i don't know if i want to you know yeah we met when i was a runner and i delivered you food what kind of food was i mean no you were awesome you you were you were awesome i, I got I, you were very nice to me awful if you caught me on a bad day and you had like a horror story and you were like you were awful no you were you were you were great you were great you continue to be great uh, I hope that Veronica Mars lives as long as you need, want it to live. You know, and, uh, <laughs> Veronica Mars in the old folks' home. And then you can have comic books, you know what I mean? If you ever, yes. if you ever lay down the Veronica Mars title, you can have comic books you can live on, maybe in a feature, something like that. There's plenty of things that you can do. Hopefully. Wow. Hopefully. They all love you. You know that. And, and I love them. Um, thank you a lot. Thank you a lot. <laughs> that, that's a Texan thank thing. Thank you a lot. This is Detroit. <laughs> This is Detroit, this is Texas, and, and these are all off. geeks. Detroit and Texas love geeks. 
Hey guys, I'm here with Doug Jones, who you guys know as Abe Sapien, the Fawn, the Pale Man, and this summer, Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer, in Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Surfer. Rise of the Silver Surfer, and uh, how mm -hmm. did all this happen? <laughs> how, did, how did you just start getting asleep? You're everywhere now. Mm, yeah, well, I, I guess I guess it started, uh, I, I've, I've just been a guy under rubber for about 20 years mm -hmm. now. And um, it started, if you're asking how this began, um, I, I, I was a mime many years ago, but I don't tell people that now. Nobody likes a mime. Who wants to know a mime? They're the guys that follow you around the park and make fun of you eating a snow cone or something. But um, uh, I did was in a troupe called Mime Over Matter when I was back in college, so I got used to the body movement thing and all that. So coming out to L.A. and wanting to be an actor, I thought I was going to be a sitcom guy and take the place by storm. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my first agents was uh, uh, very in enamored with my mime abilities. Like, oh, you know, we can sell that, yeah. So sending me out for TV commercials, I was sent out for anything physically involved. So my very first commercial I got was a dancing mummy for Southwest Airlines, wrapped from head to toe in dirty bandages and like, wow, dancing around like an idiot. And then one of, uh, shortly after that, I got the Mac Tonight campaign from mm -hmm. McDonald's, which is the crescent moon head that had sunglasses on his head. And, and I uh, and remember him because we used to call a kid in yeah. our neighborhood Moonhead because he had a huge chin. Bless his We used to call heart. him that. Bless your little heart, and, wherever uh, you are now. And look, it was Doug Jones the whole <laughs> See, time. See, everything's going to be okay. See, it's all better I think now. he had it shaved down. Well, Possibly. After you guys after the psychological him, of course, torture. I know, right? So uh, <laughs> the, the, the big moment, uh, I... I Saw a screening of Pan's Labyrinth below the line, and Guillermo was saying that in Mimic, or mm -hmm. there was all these uh, these bugs, and he said that, that one is the best bug, or whatever the creature was that you were. The, in, the, the Long John, the, the bug guys, yeah. And he said that one is the best. And when he had the idea of hmm, doing, that's very sweet, of, of, of bringing uh, Ape Sapien, which is mm -hmm. just a beloved character, he said, "I want the best bug." <laughs> you know, I, I want that guy, and uh, and brought you in. And yeah. is that a relationship that you guys will continue to pursue? Absolutely. Um, after he, when he came looking for me five years later, after we met on Mimic to do Hellboy uh, and play Ape Sapien, I was very complimented by that, of course. Mm -hmm. And then working with him for three months on that shoot, we got a really great language between director and actor down. And um, you know, I understand him, and I really respect his work very, very much, and and he respects mine too. So it's it's we're we're doing well together. Um, so after Hellboy, a couple years later, is when I got this message about Pan's Labyrinth, and mm -hmm. it's in Spanish, and you want me to play a fawn? Okay, I, I need. Is there a script? And yeah, he sent me a script and was like, "Get me back to me by tonight. You got to play Pan. No one else can do this." Wow, that's like you know. So I was like, "Oh, this feels heavy. Like I a lot of responsibility. No one else can play it but me. Are you kidding me?" Right. So uh, I was very, very complimented by that, and I loved the script. When I read it, it was like, oh, and he wrote it himself. It was a page-turner. It was exciting. It was horrifying. It was touching. It was like by the end of the film, I'm like, uh, yes, I have to play Pan. So uh, I did, and, uh, and uh, I was very it's, – it's become like, like hopefully a signature piece for me that, that I'll be remembered for, that I, I remember – most like on my deathbed when I'm going back over my career, I think Pan's Labyrinth will will be a standout for sure. And now you uh, were dubbed over in Hellboy. Mm -hmm. And how much of the actual talking did you do in Pan's Labyrinth? Well, the, the Spanish. Parts? I always start doing all the talking mm -hmm. <laughs> because someone has to do the talking. Right. Um, in 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 Hellboy two, or is it going to be your voice? 
Okay, one question at a time. Okay. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you started out as a mime, completely yeah. silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. And now you're totally yeah. uh, doing doing your own monologues before long. It'll be Othello. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, um, uh, yes. Hellboy 2, I will be doing the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that came about. David Hyde Pierce, gentleman that he is, uh, basically de- declined doing the voice for uh, Babe Sapien for the animated features, which I've done now, uh, Sword of Storms and Blood and Iron. Uh, and also the video game. I voiced Abe for all that. And um, to come back for, for part two of Hellboy, um, I, uh, it was just given to me. I, I will be doing the voice as well for Abe. So I'm very, very happy to have the baby all back in my arms again. Um, even though I love David Hyde Pierce, great guy. Um, and in Pan's Labyrinth, um, yes, I spoke lots of Spanish um, as the Fawn character, and I uh, needed to learn that dialogue. Um, I was terrified, thinking that there was no way that I was going to be able to pull that off and, and speak Spanish and wear that, that much heavy costuming and, and whatnot. There's a lot to concentrate on and trying to spit out language that I don't know. Um, but as it turned out, uh, you know, so, so Guillermo consoled me by saying, don't worry, I will get someone to dub over you and you can count to ten for all I care. So that was comforting to know that, like, okay, there's a way to fix it, I guess, in post. But in the meantime, it's like, could I really leave him with my mouth going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and have him try to dub over that? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. So I buckled down and learned the Spanish word for word. Um, I didn't learn it phonetically. I didn't, like, hear sounds and put out sounds. I read the language, wow. learned it, got my English translation, broke down the sentence structure. I learned the language of that script. So... Um, I uh, once I did it on set, the crew and, and makeup artists and everybody were like, "Your Spanish is fabulous," you know. So, gringo, gringo, yeah, 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 behind my back, he sucks. But yeah, but uh, no, they they were very complimentary about my my, mm-hmm. my accent. Um, Was that it in the film? So no, you did okay. hear you did hear the original plan. Right. That Guillermo had like initiated was to get a voiceover, but he had someone in mind that he mm-hmm. once that was put into motion. Banderas, yeah, Antonio Banderas. I don't think so. Okay. In fact, I think it's the guy. I don't know. Sure. There, there's a, there's a guy in Spain who's like a, you know, our our, our announcer guy that does in a world. That guy. Sure. sure. They have He's a the Spanish equivalent, equivalent and yeah. I think that's the guy that uh, that voiced uh, uh, Pan in, in the end. Okay. Which I, I was. Ha- I, that's one instance where a voiceover was just fine because he could hear nuances in the language that I can't. Sure. So, there was a way to direct him and to get a certain something out of him that right. maybe I maybe I couldn't have heard. Right. That's fine. Uh, and we're going to see you this summer in Fantastic Four 2. And I so wish I could talk about sure. that. I really wish I could. Well, I really we will no, see I wish, it. and I'm really sorry. Um, That's no, called I, a tease. If you want to know more, you have to see the movie. Yeah, June 15th at uh-huh. theaters everywhere, you will see an, an amazing movie. Get your popcorn, your soda of choice, and go on the ride that 20th Century Fox is providing for you because it's going to be great. And Silver Surfer is a character that I truly, truly love. That's I great. I love him. And uh, so um, hopefully we'll talk more about that uh, mm. after the movie's out. Sure. Well, we hope to see you in Fantastic Four 3 and Hellboy 3 and just keep <laughs> seeing you. Well, Hellboy, uh, Hellboy 2 is next. You know. uh, we start filming in late May, and I'll be uh-huh. doing that for the most, of the most of the rest of the year. And, so. if, uh, and if McDonald's ever wants to bring back the Moon Man. I'm here. Maybe. Hey. When the clock strikes. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I have nightmares now. No, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but the that, moon, that one guy. kid we made fun of definitely has the nightmares now. Bless his heart, um, thank you, Doug. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, having me. Good luck me. with everything. Thank you for having me. Bye. Adios.